Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. Hope you're well. Summer is in full swing. Fourth of July is right around the corner. A lot to talk about on the issues of faith, family, and freedom. If you're new to the show, we talk about the issues of faith, family, and freedom as they relate to the arenas of the courts, the legislature, and the media. Now, our focus is on the state of Texas. Sometimes we'll talk about how issues across the country are impacting or attempting to impact the uh, our state. I almost said election. I was thinking about these two very, I don't know, uh, colorful, I guess that's probably not the right word, um, interesting, poignant, a lot to talk about as far as some of the the primary presidential uh, events that have happened this week. But I want to focus on what's happening primarily in the state of Texas as it relates to some things that have gone on with our legislature. You know, it's been almost a month since the legislature wrapped up his business, its business, excuse me, and still a lot of discussion about what happened during the legislative session, what's going to happen next. A little bit of shift to the national as people start to pay attention to re-election efforts. A lot of re-election efforts at the national level have kicked off. A lot of talk about the things at the presidential level. But there's no question that Texas is certainly in play when it comes to these issues. But a lot of talk about what's happened during the legislative session. And a lot of times, you know, people that have not been a part of that process can get information from different sources and it's not always clear to them what did pass, what didn't, what happened during the legislative session. And we know a lot about that. And so we put out an updated piece about that earlier this week. So it was kind of a part two and it was quite long and quite detailed. And so I encourage you to go to our website, txvalues.org, or our action site, txvaluesaction.org, so you can see that. But look, I want to jump right into the guest that we have on the radio show into that segment today because, you know, look, we spent a lot of time at the Capitol. Our team is there all 140 days, and our office is two blocks from the Capitol. But many of the elected representatives, they live all across the state, so they kind of they fly in or they drive in and then they go back uh, home for the weekend or however they kind of manage their schedule. But my point is their office and their life is not kind of in close proximity to the Capitol like it is for myself and many members of our team. And so a part of their service is how they leave their families or they leave their home, if you will, and come into the Capitol and come into the Austin area for those five months. And one person who did that for the first time is Senator Angela Paxson. Now, I probably shouldn't say the first time because her husband has been serving as attorney general for several years before that. And so I'm sure she's made that commute to Austin uh, quite often. But we're excited to have Senator Angela Paxson on the show today. She served her first term in the Texas Senate but certainly is no stranger to Texas politics and Texas policy, uh, being the wife of our sitting attorney general who had a a few terms in the House and a term in the Senate. Senator Angela Paxson, welcome to the Texas Values Report. Well, good morning, Jonathan, and it's great to be here. Thanks for the opportunity to, to visit and to communicate with your listeners. I just am so thankful, always have been, for the work you do on behalf of faith and freedom and the values that keep Texas strong. And, you know, I, as I was listening to you just discuss the, the big picture, um, you know, Texas is, I think, um, in the crosshairs. And that's because Texas is a leader in the nation uh, for on so many fronts. And um, in particular, though, 
faith and freedom. And so I think our enemies know that if they can take us down, um, they they take the nation with them. Well, look, and you know, we've been friends. You've been friends with our organization for many years before you decided to run for Senate. You know, we had our first Faith, Family, and Freedom uh, gala. We had a big event for Texas Values in Houston in 2015. And I remember one of the highlights is when you sang at our event uh, towards the beginning of the event. And some people kind of had seen you in that setting before. Maybe some hadn't. You know, maybe some people had not seen some of the videos out there. But that was when we first got to start spending some time together. And then obviously uh, Attorney General Paxson would come to some of our events and you were there. And so it was really exciting to now see you transition into the role of serving in the Texas Senate. And even though I'm sure you've been around the Capitol a little bit, it's quite, I'm sure, a new experience to be a member on the floor casting very important votes. Well, it, it absolutely was. And, and, you know, I never really, it was not on my to-do list to run for office. I've always believed that we need to have strong conservative leaders. And, you know, not conservative just because they're conservative, conservative because it works and it's right. And, and so, you know, I've, I have been full on board with, uh, with my husband, Ken, uh, as he ran for the House, as he ran for the Senate. And, and both of us, um, I, you know, we've got a long list of folks that we've encouraged to run for office throughout the years. And so I've always believed in it. I never, uh, in my wildest dreams or darkest nightmares, thought I would be uh, someone that would put my name on the ballot. But there was a unique set of circumstances that just kind of played out and, and folks started calling me and asking me if I would please consider running. But, you know, it was a great honor. Um, you know, it, it is different. Uh, even though I've watched up close, it's definitely a different experience from the inside. But, you know, I've, I've felt like the Lord had, had given me a, a unique set of um, just part of my background, my experience, my, my skill set. You know, my, my, um, my profession was in education. I was a 22-year educator. I was a high school math and physics teacher and also a guidance counselor. I'm an adopted child. Um, you know, those, and, and I, I represent a district that is one of the, if not the fastest growing um, economic engine pieces of Texas uh, in the North Texas area. I live in, lived in McKinney for 23 years. So, um, and then I think the other thing that was unique about my uh, particular experience was I walked in to the Senate with a, with I don't know, a, a really strong number of very, very, very strong and long-term existing relationships. And this is a people business, and it, it really served me well to represent my constituents, but also the values of um, that we share in common. Well, you know, I was reminded a couple of weeks ago, we're talking with Senator Angela Paxson, just finished up her first Senate, Senate District 8 from the Collin County area. And you know, and, and it touches on some other parts of that area as well, but that's the main part of the district. And I was going through Allen with a good friend of ours, Gary Rodenbaugh, and, you know, really just kind of observing the growth of that area. But I drove by that one polling location where I stood out there personally with you for a little bit and with the attorney general on election day. Really some interesting dynamics that are playing out in the growth of that area. But there's no question that the values of faith, family, and freedom are so very important to that district. That was no surprise that you played a key role in legislation that passed during this session, particularly on the life issue and also on religious liberty. 
Well, absolutely. And, um, you know, that'll always be at the very center of, I mean, really my identity as a, as an adopted child. And, you know, I, I was very thankful. I had a birth mother that chose life for me. Um, I grew up with a, a you know, a parents that, that loved the Lord, that cared about uh, me having opportunities that they had not had. I was the first person in my family to, to graduate from college, um, you know, at, at sacrifice of my parents. And of course, Ken and I met and uh, I always knew that that politics was probably in our future because it was something that uh, was of great interest to him. And of course, I believed in, in those values. And so, you know, we moved to that area, um, to the McKinney and Allen area to help plant a church. That's why we moved there 23 years ago and raised our family um, in, in view of all the projected growth there. And it's been an honor, um, you know, for both of us to serve in our community there. Um, but, but yeah, the life issue, uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, there's a reason that that's listed first. And if we don't protect life, if we don't, uh, if we don't do that with, with all we have, it, you know, you start seeing the domino effect, other things that, that, that lose value very quickly when, when, when you lose that very first uh, fundamental right of life. Well, and you talk about the issue of life. Very interesting. Look, I've heard you tell a very detailed account, if you will, uh, of your story. I remember I was in Washington, D.C. I believe it was the offices Mm. of Alliance Defending Freedom just after the attorney general's office presented oral arguments in defense of a pro-life law just to make sure that there are common sense health regulations in place at abortion facilities if they have to actually exist and it was just, it was striking. That was one of the moments when I got to know you even better. And we saw some important votes on that issue. Two bills that passed this legislative session, particularly one, the Born Alive Infant Protection Act. And, you know, it touches a little bit on your personal background, right? There's this notion, if you will, or this thought out there that there are these unwanted children, you know, and if a child is is not wanted and they're born that, you know, that, that there'll be problems with finding a good home. And it just... I just, you know, I think so many of us believe it's not true. I mean, there's so many people that would love to adopt, that would love to take care of a child, to raise a child, and they would consider it an honor. And just the thought that we have to have a law that says a child that's born as a result of a failed abortion deserves protection. But I'm thankful that people in Texas, including yourself and the House, members of the House, realized Look, there are people in other states that are passing these laws that say that maybe you don't deserve protection as, as a result after birth. We made it very clear in Texas, though, that that's not how things are going to work. Tell us a little bit about how that involvement in, in House Bill 16 with your good friend Jeff Leach mattered. Well, you know, again, it's it's really unconscionable um, and and stupefying to think that we even had to consider a bill like that. Um, I, I cannot imagine anyone uh, being being unwilling to provide the the care for a living human being who's been born um, that that's necessary. I, I mean, I can't imagine that being withheld from a puppy, right? I mean. <laughs> You, you can only imagine uh, the, the ramifications, but it says a lot about where we are as a culture. And, and I think um, it matters to make these statements. And I don't think this is a, you know, it's, it's not something that happens a lot, but it has happened. 
and that we have to um, have a law about it says a lot about where we are as a culture. And I think it's important to make a statement that, no, life is valuable. This child has been born. This child deserves the, the health care and the treatment that we would give any child who was delivered prematurely or anything else. And, you know, a, a few years ago, I was talking with one of my daughters, my, my youngest daughter, Katie, is a student at A&M, and she's actually the president of Pro-Life Aggies uh, this coming year as a, uh, as a junior at Texas A&M. And she and I were, were talking one time, and she said, Mom, did you know that we had to, pa- that we, had to pa- we passed a law to protect, and this is an end-of-life issue, but it's still a life issue, um, that, that Texas had to pass a, pass a law that required that family or patients were, were notified, um, you know, had had the the authority to make decisions about a DNR, do not resuscitate order, mm-hmm. um, over a doctor, that a doctor can't just um, sign one of those without the knowledge and consent of the family and patient. And she goes, can you believe that that was legal? And I said, you know, Katie, I think what that says is, a, it's, it says two things to me. Number one, it, it says that, you know, um, there was a time where you didn't need a law like that. There was a time when common decency would dictate that obviously you don't do that. But I also said the second thing is this is the natural result in a culture that doesn't value life at the beginning of life. And so I think that's one of the things people have to understand about the life issues. It's not just about abortion. If we don't protect life at the beginning, there's a domino effect. It will affect uh, people with disabilities. It will affect people at the end of life. It will, it will just cascade into all kinds of things where now this life is not as valuable as this. If no, we you're don't absolutely protect right. all life. You're absolutely yeah. right. We're talking with Senator Angela Paxton um, from Senate District 8, primarily in the Collin County area, but does touch up, I think, on a, on a little bit of Dallas County and yeah. some uh, in areas around the um, the greater Collin County area, as I might call it. You got a, a several different cities that are part of your district. But look, I mean, it's important to make that statement, though, to draw that line in our state law. And we've seen some of this on display and not to draw us into a lot of election discussion. But if you look at the presidential debates that are happening this week, you see that the folks that are, you know, and I'm not saying all Democrats feel that way, but many of these candidates that um, are discussing these issues on the Democrat side, really showing their support, continued support for abortion, and really just allowing us to see there is discussion about whether or not a child should be protected after they're born alive. But Texas has made that very clear. And there were some Democrats that supported that bill. And so that's important to note. But a lot of the support was coming from the Republican side. And and a lot of it is led by folks that are able to tell some of these personal stories like you've been able to tell. And a lot of people think, you know, and I can't speak for other elected officials, but I know many of them, including yourself, they have personal experiences with these issues that matter. And it tells a really great story and allows people to have a deeper understanding and just adds more value to your service. Well, it's, it's an honor to do. And, and, you know, I think, you know, this is one of the things that all of us have to think about in life, you know, your talents, your passions, understanding those things about yourself. It helps you understand, in my opinion, your purpose in life. And so 
you know, I became a teacher because I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to change the world through education, through making a difference in kids' lives. And so for me, the opportunity to serve in the Texas Senate, it's the same mission with a different platform. And I'm honored to, to be able to bring my experience as an adopted child and my story to, to make a difference for other people um, who have their own stories and then also the stories that are to come. Absolutely. Well, we look forward to continuing to see your representation in the Texas Senate for it to continue to matter. And look, now that the session is over, people can talk about, they can hear from you around the district on what happened during the session, but what's going to happen leading forward in, in for Texas and the impact that Texas is going to have across the nation. We've missed you at a few of our events, but we hope that we'll, uh, we'll cross paths with you soon, not just on the airways, and we thank you, Senator Paxson, for being our guest today on the Texas Values Report. Thank you, Jonathan, and God bless you. Well, it's great to have Senator Paxson. You know, we've had a couple of events in the Dallas and Fort Worth area. We just missed her a couple of times, and I know we'll cross paths again soon. And look, when the session ends, you know, elected officials are really eager to get back into their district, spend time with family, and that's absolutely what they should be doing. So we encourage, or excuse me, we... um. We really credit her for keeping that focused. And so, but we also are going to be making our way around the state even more. Look, we went to, had several events during June this month. And a lot of that relates to the fact that we're up against our end of year, our fiscal year end, where we have to raise a certain amount of money to uh, finish up our budget, to cover our expenses. And, uh, and, and look, Senator Paxson was a part of one of our events earlier this year when we had the Faith and Family Day at the Texas Capitol. That event had the largest attendance than we've ever had at any faith and family event, faith and family day at the Texas Capitol. I believe that's the, let me think, fourth time we've done it, 2013, 2015, 2017, and 2019. And so that is, we're glad that we've continued to be able to have that event, but we're so glad that we had so many leaders out there talking to our group. I think we had close to 500 people there, but Senator Paxson was one of those elected officials that was there as well. But we have to still raise money to cover our budget expenses and meet our goal. I think we're about 25000 30000 away. We just released a matching grant yesterday. And so we had a number of donations come in, but that match has not been reached yet. So any donations you make today in the next few days before the end of the month, before June 30th, up to 25000 26000 excuse me, will be matched, okay? Because we've already, or, or essentially be doubled, because we've already had um, generous donors step forward and say, we're going to give you up to this amount, and we've been allowed to pull that together so you know that uh, the support, we're, we've got a significant amount of support for these last couple of days. But go to txvalues.org, make a tax-deductible donation today. And you might wonder, well, okay, y'all did some work during the Capitol. I've heard a lot about that. Is that all y'all do? No. We were... We're at a meeting. One of our uh, members of our team is at a meeting today regarding the State Board of Education and what health education will look like in relation to sex education in the coming years for the entire state. We were at meetings earlier this week. Austin ISD is also trying to push some radical Planned Parenthood, abortion-filled, LGBT-filled sex education. It's so bad that they made parents, like, I don't know, dozens of them huddle around this one copy. I mean, they don't want people to see it, is my opinion. So there was like this one copy that everyone had to kind of, you know, look at for, I don't know, a few seconds. I'll ask David Walls from our team who attended the meeting. But I mean, it, it just, 
and I'm exaggerating a little bit, but not all that much, okay? Because that's what's been happening. It's a shell game that's being played. And you have to ask yourself, why don't they want more parents to see it? Why did they have this one meeting that a lot of people couldn't get to that's so hard? Why is it not online? I mean, where is the transparency? Anyway, I'm going to get going on that. That was one thing we did earlier this week. Uh, look, if, if you're a listener in Williamson County, where I live now, two different issues happened in this month. Okay, we had this drag queen story time try to storm into Leander Public School, excuse me, Leander Public Library with the intent of having a drag queen. Uh, and who knows if they've really been background checked? Because you got to remember, this event was going to happen in Houston, and they found out two of the drag queens that were a part of this event were registered sex offenders. They're not supposed to be anywhere close to kids, yet they were the ones that were going to read to kids in a public library. So the city of Leander said, no, sir. Okay, they scrapped that event. Now, the the uh, drag queen group and whoever was behind it, somebody came in and were allowed to have some type of event, but it was a private event. Nobody else was there. It wasn't one where they could get to all unsuspecting kids. And so we were really excited that the Leander and people Williamson County pushed back. We helped with that. We put out a lot of messaging. We educated people on that. And as a result, that event was radically changed because the people in Leander said, this is not what we want in our community. On top of that, there was a group of people that tried to force the Williamson County Commissioner's Court to fly a rainbow flag because for people in the LGBT political movement, this is their pride month. So they're doing everything they can to draw attention to their issues and to try to get the government to carry their message and really to uh, really be disrespectful towards religious beliefs. But this was way out of line. I mean, you've got the Texas flag and the American flag. And they were supposed to fly the rainbow flag to push the LGBT political agenda as well. I don't see any other flags up there. And so... Um, But this is not about them wanting to do what they want with their lives. This is not about LGBT folks saying, leave us alone. This is them saying, we want to push our agenda and we want the, the government to be forced to do it. So there was some concern because there was an online poll on this issue and the poll was in favor of the flag. But I think a lot of LGBT groups were trying to promote it, and that's where it came from. We were alerted. We put it up on our Facebook page, which has the largest following of any faith and family group in the state of Texas. That poll got flipped within a matter of hours or of, or of uh, 12 hours, and it got flipped to say that people were not in favor of that. And then a few days later, Williamson County took a vote, unanimous vote. The commissioner's court voted to not fly the uh, LGBT rainbow flag. Just to give you a flavor of some things we've done locally here even in the Williamson County and greater Austin area. But if you go to our website, txvalues.org, you can see more of that detail. And and look, we have this radio show every week as a part of educating people. It's not just here. It's not just on Facebook. It's podcasted. We had over 200 consecutive episodes, almost four years of having great guests like Senator Paxson and others. So those are just a few of the reasons why we think Texas Values is one of the best investments for faith, family, and freedom in the state of Texas. So go to txvalues.org right now. Make a tax-deductible donation. I, I got to tell you all, uh, too, just to jump back a little bit. There was a, an issue on a cross being challenged on a courthouse in San Jacinto County. If you don't know where that is, it's close to College Station, um, just north of the Houston area. And of all counties, for religious freedom and the First Amendment and our um, our values in Texas to be challenged, San Jacinto County. Okay, if you know anything about Texas history, the Battle of San Jacinto 
is where Texas Liberty was won, okay? And, of course, I know about it because I grew up in Houston. And as I like to say, the San Jacinto Monument, I grew up under the shadow of it. It is very tall, okay? But a lot of times it's forgotten because everybody hears about the Alamo. We lost at the Alamo, though, okay? It is a great part of our history, but we did win there. We won at the Battle of San Jacinto. I digress. San Jacinto County, they had crosses on their courthouse that really blended in the architecture, but were lit up during Christmas time during that time. Well, so the atheists tried to sue or they tried to threaten a lawsuit. They put pressure on the county. I did not have a lot of time to deal with this. Neither did my team. I think it was in May. We were right in the middle of trying to save, really, the Save Chick-fil-A bill, the Religious Freedom Bill that did end up passing. We led that effort, okay? Anyway, we put a letter together. The commissioner's court checked the letter out. They read it. They ended up voting to keep the crosses up. If the Save Chick-fil-A issue you haven't heard a lot about, let me just say that real quick as a reason for supporting TXValues.org, making a tax-deductible donation today. I don't think I've said that before. We did save the Save Chick-fil-A bill, okay? It was dead, all right? This was the religious freedom bill. It's not just about Chick-fil-A. If you make a donation to a religious organization, if you work for a business or run a business that gives donations to charitable organizations, that includes churches, all right? If you go to the San Antonio airport and you'd like to have the number one Chick-fil-A sandwich meal like I do, if you think that a business should not be punished by the government because of who they give donations to, the Save Chick-fil-A bill covers all those issues. It covers licensing issues. It covers if you want to get a scholarship at a university, but you're a membership of a church or religious organization that people think is anti-LGBT. Senate Bill 1978, Save Chick-fil-A Religious Freedom Bill covers that. We led that effort with a lot of friends, but there's no question we were the ones that led from the front and had a lot of great friends that helped us get this passed. TXValues.org. Make a tax-deductible donation today. That's the return on the investment right there and many more. Look, that wraps it up for this week. I don't know what we're doing next week because we're right close to 4th of July. But God bless America on another birthday of our great nation. And we'll talk to you again on the Texas Values Report.